0: Welcome to Guerrilla Marketing to Women podcast with your host, best selling author Wendy Stevens. Wendy has become a multiple seven figure entrepreneur, best selling author, speaker to Fortune 100 companies, and the CEO and founder of Local Guerrilla Marketing. On Guerrilla Marketing to Women podcast, Wendy and her expert guests share with entrepreneurs, business owners, and marketers like you how to generate more leads and convert more sales by working smarter, not harder, through Guerrilla Marketing to Women. Wendy teaches, trains, and coaches you personally how to do this through interviews with world-class expert marketers to attract more leads and convert more sales. Tune in every week as Wendy and her expert guests share exactly how to use clever, well-designed strategies to market smart, not hard, to the most affluent consumer group in history, women. Make sure to head over to www.gorillamarketingtowomen.com to subscribe and receive free updates from Wendy herself on how to generate more leads and convert more sales with video, mobile, and social media marketing. Now, here she is. Wendy Stevens.
1: Welcome to the Gorilla Marketing to Women podcast. I'm your host, Wendy Stevens, and I am absolutely thrilled to get to bring a very special guest for everyone today. Because think about the times that you've sat around and gone, well, what if I came up with this idea? What if I were to do that? Well, this is one of those powerful gals that said, you know what, I'm going to do just that. And her name is Linda Mariano. And I have had the pleasure of, of meeting Linda. And her story absolutely fascinated and blew me away. Because I was attracted to Linda just as a fabulous rock star woman human being. Little did I know behind that curtain was was sitting a story, an American story about a woman entrepreneur that will absolutely blow you away. So grab a pen and paper, pull up a chair. We're going to have a fireside chat because I have none other than Linda Mariano with us here today. Linda, thanks for coming out and spending some time with us on the podcast.
2: Thank you, Wendy. I appreciate
1: it. Well, and for gals that are, I mean, they're coming here they're listening to, you know, women that have changed the world literally with an idea. Um, But here you are, you're changing your world um, every single day right now. I I happen to know you're pursuing getting your helicopter pilot license, which is a very rock star goal. I love that. I just love that, you know, you're out there pushing the boundaries of your life all the time. I happen to know that's who you are. But Linda, I want to back up. Because first of all, for our listeners, I'm going to drop the bomb. Linda okay. is literally one of the original founders of 1-800-PET-MEDS. Well, now that I've dropped that bomb, Linda, I know my head first went, gosh, how did, you get, how did that even happen? How did, you even, how did you grow up, Linda? Did you grow up around entrepreneurs? Did you grow up around business owners? How did you even think something like that would be possible? How did you, you get the idea? Well, Wendy, I grew up
2: <laughs> on a ranch in a small town, and that's all we—that's all I knew was cattle, horses, dogs, cats. I mean, that's all I knew. And when I moved to Florida at a young age, I just happened to have a couple Dobermans that were a bunch of goobers, and I had to take them <laughs> to the veterinarian's office. at At that time, you had to take your dogs into the vet, and I, I took them in and found out what the market was, so I decided that this is something that needs to be attacked.
1: So you literally looked at it and said, wait a second, this is wrong. Are you saying to me that's part of what came up for you when you took your dogs? Yeah. To get like a prescription yeah, well, for gosh
2: sakes? Well, what, what was coming up was is that it was ridiculous that I had to stick my dogs in every month to get a heartworm prescription and, and give them their, their medicine every single month and had to take them directly to the same veterinarian. Whereas people, we go to Walgreens, Eckers, or any drugstore that's out there, and we could call it in, and they prescribe our drugs to us or whatever medication we need. The the animal industry was different back then in 1996, which is 1996 is the year that we opened the company. And I came across a lot of battles where we had to go against the veterinarians who had a monopoly on the whole industry, and we overcame that and became one of the largest pet pharmaceuticals in the country. And it all came about because I had these two Dobermans that were goobers that I had to get <laughs> in my car, 240-pound Dobermans that were just, you know, acting, misbehaving that day, and I just had enough of it, and I've had to get to the bottom of it. Like, I I check out, and I'm over $100, over $150 on their medicines, and it, I thought it was just ridiculous on that. So then I call my
1: my sister went, and my, my brother. Wait, pardon. So Linda, wait a second. I have a I have a visual. So first of all, what kind of car were you driving? Because what I'm hearing is you had one of those, you know, reach down the dirt. As God is my witness, this is absolutely ridiculous. 240 pounds. Doberman pinches, What kind of car were you driving? Oh, funny you ask. I was driving a a, a convertible two
2: seater Corvette at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw Beautiful. two big dobies that. Yes, but you know, I grew up in a small town, and I, I never thought. You know, I've always thought about doing something because I thought I was always the black sheep of the family because I never fit into the mold of the cattle industry or the horse industry. And I always said to myself, I'm going to move out of this. This isn't going to. This isn't me. So I am kind of the black sheep of the family where I had to push the envelope on everything I did because I just didn't want to be a farm girl. Ha.
1: Uh-huh. So is it is it fair to say there's there's even kind of a maverick side of you, and this just felt like an injustice, and like you had to do something different? Yes,
2: you could say that. Everyone else in my family, they're still in the the ranching business, farming business, the the cattle business. They're all still into that business, except for me. I I'm the I'm the one who flew away and tried to do something else. But then that something else turned into another pet business which all relates into, you
1: know, where I grew up. Wow. Now, it's it's fun, Linda, because actually I remember the first time you became somebody to me was when I saw your two unbelievably beautiful dogs. That was when I went, aha, this woman's made of something. So you've got a real heart for animals. It came from a natural, a natural passion, something you really believed in, How important do you think that is when women are kind of picking the right horse to ride in terms of starting a business, going after an idea? How how important has that been for you in your path?
2: I think it's extremely important because if you have a passion and a strong belief about something, then I think there's something to that where, you know, it might not seem like a lot at that time, but if you move forward and then you look back and you still have the same passion, I think you just need to push through it and, and follow through. Because your passion is what's going to drive you.
1: So you mentioned you ran into some barriers and blockades. What was it that was happening in the in the veterinarian world or the monopoly or whatever that you had to overcome and push through? And how would you do it? Well, the
2: veterinarian world, it was monopolized. Whereas, at, you know, at our age, at my age, you, you know, the the. 20-year-old version doesn't know about this now but because everything is a little bit more open in the business world but when I was 20 years old you had to go to your veterinarian he was the only person or she was the only person you could get your medicines for your animals
1: that's it
2: in the story and you know when you grow older and you like for me I moved out of the state and I moved to across the country that doesn't work anymore I mean it's like Wait a minute! You know why do I have to go to one person and one vet? And it, it just needs—it needed to be tapped into. And thankfully, today it has been tapped into.
1: Wow! So what was that? What was that ride like, Linda? I mean, did you just decide? I mean, you—you know—today I could go on Google and just look up, you know, and get my own eight hundred number. And but how did you? How? What were some of the first? The very first right out of the incubator steps that you took? The, okay, right out of the incubator steps were, first, it, it was two
2: products. It was a heartworm product and a flea and tick product. We start, did a 10-mile radius where I lived. I happened to be in Fort Lauderdale at the time. I did a 10-mile radius, and the response was astronomical. So then expanded that 10-mile radius to a 25-mile radius within that area you know, they would call in. We were giving them a phone number. They would call in if they were interested in receiving their their medication. You know, like monthly without having to go to the veterinarian. And the responses were astronomical. I mean, it was just like a domino effect. It just kept going and getting bigger and bigger. And then after that, we set up a call center, and we, being the two other founders of the company, doing mm-hmm. a, a call a call center. And then, you know, getting medicines through uh, sources. And then for, through those sources, we, sh- we pack them and we ship them out to our customers. And then we come into the, the, the issue where we had to verify prescriptions. So that I, per- verify prescriptions with their veterinarians because you can't just give a, a prescri- prescribed medicine to any, any dog or person, so to speak. Yeah, I was you totally to, wondering you know, how you did that. <laughs> you have to verify that. And what we did is we hired, um, we got ph- pharmacists on on board. And the pharmacists wow. were able to, you know, human medications are pretty much the same as as dog medication. Most people don't know that, but that is the case. Moxicillin for dogs is the same for people. Just body weight is different. Hmm, but um, that that's how the whole thing got started. And then when the responses were really big, then it was like, okay, well, I think we're on to something here. Wow. And and it just kind of went forward from
1: that. Wow. Because when I think about 1996, um, this, is, this is pre, before, you know, this was before the Internet was taking off. People were regularly using email, so you're rolling this out one market at a time, starting in Fort Lauderdale, growing your business really kind of geographically. I'm partially hearing. At what point did you then decide, okay, we got to make a jump to a call center? It was fairly quickly
2: because the mm-hmm. um, the responses were quite
1: large, and we
2: couldn't handle the handle it.
1: <laughs> so what was the, what was the day, or what was the, When do you remember going? Oh my gosh! This is it. We have really hit the cord. We we found something. What was it besides all the phone calls, or was it all the phone calls?
2: Well, well, we, we tried to keep a lot of things in-house and not farm it out because we were all control people. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. we, ended, we ended up getting product, and we ended up getting a warehouse, had product shipped to the warehouse, and then we shipped it out of the warehouse. And we, we did a lot of hands-on for quite some time. Everything has been in house. I mean, we never farmed it out to a call center. It's all in house.
1: Wow. So when there, what to, what is to, my... to this
2: day? To this day, wow, it's all really,
1: wow. So, Linda, what what advice would you offer? Because I know you know all of us have sat around at some point, gotten an idea, and wondered what to do next. I mean, you had a very practical, tactical. Um, groundwork to cover in terms of, you know, um, well, first of all, customer acquisition, right, getting the, be able to get the prescriptions, verify them, boxing and shipping products literally to your customers. Um, today, you say, oh, we can cut through that like a knife. I can go online right now. You and I get an idea. We grab a domain. But in the end, it is really about solving a problem in the marketplace if you're gonna have a big reaction. Would you agree with that one? Yeah, I would I okay. would agree with that. Okay. So it so what what advice would you have for, for anyone? Anyone that has what has a love of animals and they they've, they've got an idea, they want to run with it, they they love knitting, they love sailing, they love flying helicopters, whatever it might be. I know, because I actually I I've asked you about this. you come, you of course, come up with other ideas. You're, you're, gonna, you're a serial entrepreneur, but do you have a system or a process or do you get ideas and write it down a certain way, anything that you would throw out? Because sometimes it's just one idea on this podcast that launches people into really a tremendous path that they do love, that they're passionate about. What, what ideas or advice would you offer for a woman that's looking to kick off a, a business today?
2: Well, I truly believe if you have the passion and you truly believe it and believe in the product or whatever it is that you're selling, that you follow through and you execute. You don't just think about it and let it simmer and then simmer and simmer. You need to push forward and, you know, think about it and do it. Don't think about it and stew in the moment. Hmm. Because because somebody else out there is going to... Gonna
1: get to it quicker than you are. Yeah, nice. I love um, because this this one piece is really today. It's about speed to market, right? And you you had just touched on something. Um, I recently lost my lifetime marketing mentor, uh, Jake Howard Levinson, the father of gorilla marketing. and Linda. That was the number one thing that he drilled into me is that once once you once you identify. In his case, a marketing plan. Then it's all about committing to it, beginning action, never leaving the scene of a decision before taking a step of action. I love that you're a massive action taker. That's really what also, of course, being an entrepreneur is all about. Um, but let me ask you this. You're, you're a woman of passion. You're decisive. You take action. You kick butt. You make it happen. What about for someone that's just, if you're not sure, does that mean they're just not cut out to be an entrepreneur or do they really need to find something that just fires them up so much they have to do something? You've got two big oversized Dobermans in a convertible and it becomes ridiculous going to and fro, having to, you know, kind of follow the norm. Um, what what, uh, what kind of advice would you would you throw out there as someone's looking to, again, just kick off a, a new business? I would say not to
2: give up. I would say to keep pushing forward and if you hit a speed bump, then you reach out to other people that might know how to get you out over that speed bump because chances are that the idea or whatever you want to do is going to take off. You just need the right people in place to help you. If you can't do it, I mean, you not everybody can do it on their own, which, you know, I couldn't do it on my own. I needed other people that have had their experiences in other areas. I mean, I, I don't know all of those areas, but mm-hmm. each person has their role in making it a great thing. It takes well, that one was what... idea to, mm-hmm. to get it going. That That's all it takes is the idea, but then you need to have people to help you execute it.
1: Right. Different roles on the bus. And it's wonderful, Linda, because I know, you know, we've had some great conversations with um our friend Emma and Betty and others in, in the whole idea of a women's empowerment network, which is going to come to f- fruition. We don't know what name, but it's interesting. Right. <laughs> you know, you, you did it back in the day, isn't it? And I stayed that way, but you did. You did. That's why I remember having dinner you know, and I just enjoyed you because you're a wonderful human being, but then when I, you know, heard on the, on your background as a grassroots guerrilla entrepreneur, you did it during the old boys' network days. You uh, did it when the... Yeah, I mean, I love that. Not every woman's going to just rise up and take it on and break down the monopoly of the veterinarians and make this happen, but it's, it's a feeling and it's a fire and it's a passion. We've got to hold that light for... Um, for women going forward. Because if we're going to change this planet, you know, Linda, we've just got to empower more women to help take back their own family's economy one entrepreneurial idea at a time. So I'm sorry, I want to pass it, the mic back over to you because really, I, in, I, I, as, a, as a kind of a big picture concept, Linda, what, um, you know, what is it that you've done in seeking out mentors? I know that you've been a mentor, seeking advice, whether it's an attorney or patent or marketing or what what advice would you share about identifying right team members for the right spots on the bus of your great idea?
2: I truly believe that finding the right people is key, people you can trust and people who have your back and want to help you move forward.
1: Hmm. I'm not quite sure if that answers your question, but... No, it answers it perfectly. So people you trust, people that have your back. So trust, loyalty, dependability are characteristics that are absolutely imperative in building a team to grow something significant. Is that close? Absolutely,
2: yeah. I mean, if you don't have trust and you don't have the confidence in somebody, then you're wasting your time. Mm -hmm. Right on. It's just going to backfire.
1: Right on. Well, and I, I do happen to know, right, you're pursuing your copter your license, but I, I also know that I'm going to be tapping on your shoulder for global women empowerment events to come speak, and hopefully we'll get you a, a business class ticket so you won't have to ride your copter the whole way.
0: But let me <laughs> ask you, if you
1: if you're because you are, you're a beacon of, of possibility and what, what can be, because if you could do that back in 1996, when we didn't have the web, you couldn't go to GoDaddy and grab a .com and throw up an 800 number and just start shipping things virtually. You didn't have FedEx, UPS. I mean, you didn't have all of that in place with bank wire transfers, and we I mean, just didn't have it to suppliers. But yet, you literally, you know, you you forced the path. You were a visionary. So, from an empowerment standpoint, Linda, I know that it's it's important to you going forward. Your legit. Like, what is what does Linda Mariano's legacy look like going forward for empowering other women and other entrepreneurs? What is it, what's important to you going forward? Now that you've, you've made it, girlfriend, you hit the big one, but you've got so much to offer, so many people to touch, move, and inspire. What is it that makes a legacy for you going forward?
2: What makes a legacy for me is... is I, I don't mean to repeat myself, but it's to don't quit, don't give up, mm-hmm. keep, keep going. Even if you hit a speed bump, keep going. There's going to be good days, there's going to be bad days, but the good days are going to override those, those not-so-good days, and just to keep moving forward and to have the support system around you because so you, your support system, your girlfriends are really important. when when you're trying to get something going, because you might not always be able to meet them to go have dinner or to go do this or do that, because you're going to be busy doing your thing. As long as your friends and your support team is supportive of what you're doing, I think that helps tremendously.
1: Mm. But I want you to touch on that, because we know water seeks seeks its own level. right? We're going to become a product of what we read what we think about, and who we hang around, the point you were just making. So if, if, we're, if, if we're a group of women, which we are, you know, we've got men and women, by the way, in this podcast, because guerrilla marketing to women is about us creating a two-by-four to crack the code on marketing. And, of course, today, Linda, 85% of all consumer purchases are actually made by women. So if we're going to make a difference in this world, it does take place – with the people that we love, that we're passionate about, our families, our close sisters, their communities. It starts there, but it also takes money, right, to help people from a typhoon or when there's a government shutdown or, or, or someone's got an idea. What about a reverse female shark tank? There are so many wonderful opportunities out there, but if we don't choose who we hang around very carefully, um, we're going to move one way or another. And Linda, you've chosen... Um, I happen to know, in the background, really, you, you've chosen very carefully who you hang around, your circles, where you mastermind, so you're in a position to be able to make a difference and give back. Talk a little bit to that piece about the quality of the people that you hang around, the, your mastermind, who you, who you let into your world so that you can make a difference and make it count for other people. The
2: type of people that I choose to let into my world I mean, it all goes through trial and error, so don't get me wrong. I mean, I have had my trials and errors with many people, and, you know, you sift through friends, you sift through acquaintances, and sometimes, for me, I might be a slow learner, because I like to take everybody in, mm. but it, there's a certain point where you have to cut and cut and define who's going to be in your world. I mean, I keep everybody at an arm's length, and then I take a few in that are close. But the people mm-hmm. that I like to surround myself with are people that are very positive and not necessarily emotional, but they have the emotional spectrum of they, they understand when there's good and there's bad. It's not just one way or the highway. Hmm. You know, I, I choose those the, the the people that are positive, that have an emotional side, that can understand. And people that are going to lift me up. I mean, of course, there's always those days when somebody's going to be down, but for the most part, you have to have a positive outlook on life or, or life is going
1: to attack you. Mm, right. Doesn't doesn't take a lot of life experience to realize not everything goes your way. So I love the whole profiles and persistence, the speed bump concept, Linda, you know, choosing your inner circle carefully. I remember the, an evening, by the way, thank you for that wonderful dinner on Fisher Island. I remember looking around the dinner table and going, wow, I picked Katherine Graham to be on my Women's Empowerment Board of Directors. I picked Oprah Winfrey. I picked Mahatma Gandhi. I picked some amazing women leaders in college, Linda, to be my virtual women board of directors, inspiring historical figures for me. And I looked around that night, and I went, wow, this is a really sharp group of gals. And so if you're here listening to this podcast, I'm going to invite you to go opt in at GorillaMarketingToWomen.com. Stay in tune. Stay in touch, because I'm going to find a way to get Linda back out on a conference call where, you know, we all can learn from each other. Iron sharpens iron. And we're here to make a difference. We're here to make it count. And we're here to assist other women to become successful entrepreneurs so we can change this planet. Linda, thanks for being my friend. Appreciate you being here. It's such an incredibly inspiring all-American story, and I'm not deifying you. I'm just saying thank you for showing up. Thank you that you persisted. Thank you that you were maverick and took on conventional wisdom and made a difference. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Wendy.
0: That's a wrap for this week's podcast of Guerrilla Marketing to Women. We would be honored for you to leave a five-star review on iTunes on our show. Be sure to subscribe to our show to hear from Wendy Stevens and her star-studded cast of experts each week. Go to www.GuerrillaMarketingToWomen.com to get up-to-the-minute marketing strategies and tactics to generate more leads, more sales, and bigger profits. That's www.GuerrillaMarketingToWomen.com.